going on everybody thank you so much for tuning into the jay mokopa podcast if it's your first time listening here as your extra immersive if it's not your first time listening here as your extra immersive guys thank you so much for tuning into the jay mokopa podcast wherever you're listening to this this is not going to be a long episode and i'm believing that this is going to bless your life bless your heart please remember if you're going to be in johannesburg at the freedom night i'm looking forward to meeting you 15 of october in randberg it's going to be powerful but let's get into the word today let's pray father we thank you so much for your word i pray my god that you bless everyone who's going to be listening to this wherever they're listening to this god give them grace to hear what you're saying to them today in jesus name amen and amen so for this month basically we've been talking about evangelism going out and for uh the majority of the sermons actually all all the sermons for this month have been coming out of the book of jonah so we're gonna just look at uh jonah chapter three today and look at how it starts look at how it starts um, before we before I say this, I want to say uh, there's a, a saying, uh, a quote from Winston Churchill that goes like this. It says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is courage to continue that counts. I want you to know that success is not final just because you're at the top. It doesn't mean you stay there. Failure is not fatal. It doesn't mean just because you have failed that that's the end of the story. But courage is what counts. I want you to realize this. And it's the fact that sometimes you often would say it takes a lot of courage to start something. But I want you to know is it takes a lot of courage to do something the second time. Now, the title of this message is called The Second Time. Why? Because God often wants to give you a second chance. Can someone say amen wherever you are at, sir? Let me just adjust myself. Um, God wants to give you a second chance chant the bible says in the book of jonah chapter 3 verse 1 that the word of the lord came to jonah a second time you see often the bible speaks about a second time but a second time doesn't just mean chance number two but it means that god will always give you another chance and i want to speak to your heart today to let you know that god is not like man that he will give up on you and and toss you aside but instead what god will call you to do is to rely on his love rely on his faithfulness and to get back on your feet and try again you know trying again takes courage because maybe you failed trying again takes courage because maybe you thought that the outcome would be different but i want you to know god is calling you to try again what do you need to try again today do you need to try again uh starting up a business do you need to try again trying to go on a journey of forgiveness what is it today i want you to know god wants to give you another chance it takes courage to do it a second chance you see jonah in this story he failed the first time but god called him a second time and maybe you have failed at a couple of things you failed to do certain things to be certain places to be a certain type of person i want you to know again that god is patient you see what we are seeing here is that god did not get impatient with jonah but instead god um, had a great heart of patience towards jonah and i had a conversation with a couple people and they were telling me that often that is not highlighted that god is patient you know um uh, there's a story of, of lebron james and how he's been with his wife for 20 four years but they've been married for nine years what does it mean it means they were dating for 12 years you know what i'm saying now I was at church and I, I said that example, people were, were losing it, you know, like 12 years, how can I wait for 12 years? But that is just the one woman who was waiting for love. Imagine a great 
complete, full, and all-powerful God, how patient He will be. You see, when we often speak about patience and love, we're talking about man, man's patience and man's love. But when you look at God, His His love is a holy love, and His patience is a holy patience. It is unlike ours. So when we think about how God is holy, how He is different, we must also reflect on how patient He is with you. So often you will come. You will compare your patience to God or you will project onto God. And sometimes you'll find yourself thinking because you're not as patient that God is also not as patient. So when you make mistakes, it's hard for you to turn to God because you um, are, are hard on people who have failed you. Because you find it hard to be patient with people who have let you down. You think God is going to have the same response. I'm here to let you know God is holy. His patience is holy. And even when you may let him down or let yourself down in trying to be like Christ, he still has a patience for you. You see, a thing that you must understand about God is God understands you more than you understand yourself. And when you know about someone and you know how you created a thing, it 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 will shape the patience you have for that person or for that thing. If you think about um, laundry, when you think about laundry, if you bring laundry in too fast, and you bring it into the house before it has dried, it has a bad smell. If you take a cake out of the oven too soon, the cake will not fully be developed. If you try and build a house on a foundation that's not yet dry, the house is going to have a problem. Hence, you have patience with the laundry, you have patience with the foundation, and you have patience as you are making food. This is the same thing with God. God knows that it's going to take a while with you. God knows that you need time to change your mind. God knows that you need time to change your habits. And God knows that you need more time than even you think. But he is not impatient because he knows that there is still purpose over your life. You see, the reason why God did not discard Jonah was because there was purpose in Jonah's life. There was purpose in Jonah's life. And this is what I want to say to you. God is patient with purpose. God is patient with purpose. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 42 verse 2, it says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted or can be stopped. In Isaiah 14 verse 27, it says, for the Lord Almighty has purposed and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out who can turn it back? I want you to know the purpose of God over your life cannot be stopped. You can you can try to throw success at God's purpose. The purpose will not be stopped. You can try and throw failure at the purpose of God, but the purpose of God will never be stopped or shifted. Often when you think you can shift the purposes of God, it proves that you have pride. It proves that you are very arrogant. If you think a small creature like you can affect the the all-powerful God. It proves that you think you are bigger than you actually are. So we must know that the purpose of God cannot be shaken by your failure, by your mistakes, by your confusion, or even by your clarity. It does not change the purpose of God. It cannot shift it. His purposes will always go forward. Hence, 
he will be patient. Hence, God will be patient with you. Hence, he's not under pressure when it comes to you. He knows that his purposes will always be fulfilled. Now, we reflect on the book of Jonah. Jonah was called to, 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 to preach the gospel. He went away, went his own way. He was shipwrecked. But nonetheless, in chapter 3, we see that God had patience with him. I want to give us a couple of things that we can go home with today, uh, a couple of things that you can be blessed by today. Four things I want you to know. Number one, as we see in the book of Jonah chapter 3, I encourage you to read the whole chapter. But in Jonah chapter 3 verse 3, we learn that God can redeem time. Jonah 3 verse 3 says, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and he went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. It took three days. What does that make you think about? It makes you think about Jonah chapter 1 verse 17. It says, now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Listen, the time when Jonah was off track was redeemed according to the ministry that would come out of his life. Listen, I want you to know that maybe you may look at a week, you may look at a year, you may look at a month and feel like that time has been wasted. You may feel like you have used your talents, you've used your time in a way or you've spent it in a way. And when you look back, you think you have wasted time. I want you to know that the God that you serve is a God who can redeem time. Yes, Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, but when he went to Nineveh, Nineveh was so big that it took three days for him to do his ministry. It took three days for him to be a blessing. God still used the time that he may have thought is lost and God turned it around and turned it into productive time. Listen, do not look back at a year, a moment, a month, uh, whatever specific amount of time you may think has been wasted. I want you to know that if you submit it to God, that it can bear much fruit. The Bible tells us here in the book of Matthew chapter 12 verse 40 that 12 verse 40 that for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a few fish so the son of man will three days and three nights be in the heart of the earth. When Jonah was spending the time without Jesus in the belly of the fish, you see, when it is just Jonah, the three days is a time of being in the belly of the fish and it looks like there's danger. But with Jesus, when Jesus steps in, when Jesus is present, the three days is just preparation for resurrection. I encourage you to not be in any space, any amount of time away from God. Because that time can turn destructive. But when you invite God into your time, when you invite God into a place where you feel like you've wasted time, he can redeem that time. Can someone say amen? The second thing I want to, to, to give you today, as we look at Jonah chapter 3, we go to verse 4. It says, uh, I want you to know that God's, God's word can help you avoid damage. God's word can help you avoid damage. We see in the book of Jonah chapter 3 verse 4, it says, Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days, Nineveh will be overthrown. I want you to know that what was happening is the word of God came to Nineveh and God was sending a message to say, in 40 days, there's going to be something bad that's going to come. So I'm giving you time 
to avoid the consequences of your actions. I'm giving you time to avoid the damage of your actions. You have to know this, that the word of God is there so that you can avoid certain pain. The word of God has been given to you so you can avoid certain headaches. The word of God has been given to you so you can avoid so much damage and brokenness in your life. There are certain things that God is communicating to say that though you've been living this way there is a certain amount of time that God is giving you to change your ways because he does not want you to perish but he wants you to repent so when you go to the word of God understand that a part of it is because God does not want you to be damaged God does not want you to be hurt so he says change the ways it's not a matter of condemning or judging but saying you do need to change these things otherwise you are going to get the consequences of those actions. It is a message of love. It is a message of a good father saying, I want you to be safe. So listen to the word of God and understand that you are on a clock. You do still need to change, though God is giving you patience. The Bible says in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow to, in keeping his promise as some may call slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So the word of God can help you avoid damage. Listen to the word of God, obey the word of God, so you can live a whole life. Number three, uh, what we see in the book of, uh, the, I have two more points. Um, what we see in, in um, Jonah ch chapter three is that God wants you to be balanced. God wants you to have a balanced spiritual life. It's not something that many people speak of often, but the truth is, you know, often what you think about God is going to determine what you hear from God. You may look at what Jonah said and said, hey, in 40 days, there's going to be day, uh, disaster on the city. Um, some of you may, may hear that and think, oh, this is God's judgment. God is angry. But if you believe God is a judgment, a God of judgment only, then you would see, okay, that's just a word of judgment. But if you have a balanced view to understand that God said, I'm giving you time to change. But at the same time, you must understand he's not a God that you play with. Though he is patient, you have to change. So what we see in the book of Jonah chapter 3 verse 5 to 9, basically uh, for the sake of time, we see the people begin to fast. Even the animals were fasting. They made sure that the animals are fasting because the, the people of Nineveh realized that God is patient with us, but we have to change. You must understand that as a believer, you need a balanced spiritual life. If you are on one side of things where you say, God is just patient, God is love, God is just going to allow me, he'll forgive me no matter what I do. Often you're going to find yourself um, walking away from faith because that's not what faith is about. You're going to find yourself walking away from God because you're going to start accepting things. God forgives me. I can do whatever I want. I can hang out. I can go wherever I want to be. I do whatever I want. Often those people, they end up, and I'm saying this because I care about you. Often when you just are focused on just the love of God, you want to do whatever, you, you just think, you, you become loose. You become loose when you just want to just say, God will just accept whatever you do. You become loose and eventually you'll start saying, I used to walk with God. When you start saying, the Bible is an old book, uh, the you're going to end up getting to a place where you say, I used to go to church. I used to be Christian. I used to believe those things. I don't anymore. 
the other side of things is if you think God is this disciplinarian God where you approach God like he's a principal and and you're not free in the presence of God and and you're always worried about did I get this right did did I do this wrong or I need to do this right I need to please God with my actions many times you'll find yourself um, you'll find yourself burning out when people are focused on just trying to get every single thing right in order to please God um, many times you find yourself burning out because you're trying to earn your righteousness you're trying to earn a good standing with God by your actions when it is never about your actions the reason we are good with God the reason why God has nothing wrong with us the reason we are forgiven is because of what Jesus did not what we do what we do is simply an act of thanksgiving and of worship because of what Jesus did. So so God wants you to have a balanced approach to him. He wants you to know his love, but also to know his justice. I want to give that to you. But lastly, today, what I want to leave you with as we are closing the podcast is number four, uh, God sees your efforts and he accepts it. I want to say this again to you. God sees your efforts and he accepts it. What do we see in Jonah chapter three, verse 10? It says, when God saw that what they did, he turned and they turned from the evil ways he relented and did not bring the destruction that he had threatened when god saw their actions the bible says this this interesting thing in the book of isaiah 64 verse 6 it says for all of us have become unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags we all shrivel up like a leaf and like wind our sins sweep us away even though our righteous acts are like filthy rags because we are sinners whatever we do is still stained by sin because we're imperfect even though we are imperfect when we try to love god when we try to obey even though it is not good enough what the bible says is god still accepts your efforts i want to encourage you that even if you are trying i want to encourage you You may look at yourself and say, you're trying to read the Bible. You're trying to go to church. You're trying to tell people about God. And you're realizing that you're not doing enough, but you are trying. You are putting in effort. I want you to not think that God sets that aside. I want you to know that God sees your effort. And I want to encourage you to keep putting in effort. Keep trying to read the word of God. Keep trying to overcome that sin. Keep trying to be who God's called you to be, even when it's hard, even when you fall. I want you to know that God sees the efforts. He sees when you fall. He sees when your heart is broken because you're not doing the right thing. He sees it and he accepts your efforts. He accepts your trying. So continue. He is pleased with the fact that you want to be more like Jesus. I want to encourage you with that today. Don't beat yourself up because you don't always get it right. Because you tried, God is happy and pleased with that. Continue on your journey because God accepts you. I want want to to just close the the podcast with that today. Um, It was a short message, but I believe and I trust that God used it to bless you. Let me pray. Father, thank you for your mercy. I pray that you be with everyone who's been listening. I pray that you use this word to encourage them and to build them up. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen. That's the Jamie Gopal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And again, we're going to be there Freedom Night in Johannesburg, 15th of October. It's going to be powerful. See you there. If you're not there, you will see the videos and the pictures. But take care. Uh, I love all of you guys. We are out.